Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Another week of Growing in Grace with Mike and Joel. Oh, yeah. We we are going to be getting into something here, uh, really kind of part three, I guess, of, of the Good Samaritan parable. I had no idea it was going to take this long, Joel, but that's just the way things work on a short podcast. So how are you doing this week? Hey, doing great. You know, I'm just loving life and loving the, the fact that there's nothing that I have ever done that has either caused me to... Um, earn eternal life and there's nothing that i have ever done that has caused god to um take it away from me because it's not about me it's not about what i did it's not about what i've ever done it's about jesus christ and what he has done on behalf of us jesus christ did it himself uh willingly and gladly everything that's that god did for us you know god wasn't up there in heaven going man i guess i I should do something to save these people. It's not like he did it half-heartedly. It's not like he did it um, grudgingly. Grudgingly. Yeah. yeah. Right. He, he, he did it because he wanted to, because he so loved the world. He so loved us. He, he showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much he loved us. And so that's what we're here to proclaim, this good news of what Jesus has done uh, for us on our behalf. And and uh, if you were listening to uh, the last couple weeks, out of that uh, Good Samaritan parable, we brought out that um, Jesus Christ himself, he is that, that Good Samaritan. He's the one who paid the price, who went out of his way to help whoever was destitute and to pay the price, the continued price that needed to be paid uh, for the person in the Good Samaritan uh, parable, the person that needed to be made whole and needed to be made healthy and that needed uh, all the help. Jesus Christ provided all of that free of charge. He did it himself out of uh, his own resources, never expecting us uh, to pay a dime for any of it. And so um, with that in mind, uh, we'll continue on uh, with... Uh, some of these uh, thoughts we have about this parable. Yeah, uh, the, the the priest and the Levite could not help the dying person. So the Good Samaritan, Jesus Christ, he's the one who saved us, and we won't be able to go back over everything. Uh, growingandgrace.org is where our programs are archived if you want to check it out. But moving forward here, the the lawyer who who inspired the parable, who asked the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Uh, Jesus asked him, a, a, what, what is it the law says? Well, it says, love, your Lord, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, good answer. Do that and you will live. But of course, that wasn't going to be the case. The law couldn't provide life. And the guy even wanted to justify himself. So he said, who is my neighbor? And that inspired the parable. And then we found out what the parable was about with Jesus being the good Samaritan, not us. You see, the problem is if, if you and I are going to try to take the place of the Good Samaritan. Uh, we are going to get our place back into that state of hopelessness like what the lawyer uh, had under the law. We are going to come back to wanting to justify ourselves, and that's not where we're supposed to be. We were the one laying on, on the side of the road. But the thing I, I think I want to point out here, Joel, at the end of the parable, when Jesus uh, asked the lawyer, he said, now, which of those three 
the Good Samaritan, the uh, the priest, or the Levite. Which one showed mercy to the one who was dying? And he and he said, well, the the one. This, this, he didn't say the Samaritan. He just said the one who showed mercy. Who is the good neighbor? And yeah, it was the one who showed him mercy. Yeah, okay, you got me. Um, and Jesus said, go and do the same. Most of us who have been taught a mixture, uh, a, a mishmash, if you will, of old and new covenants that are mixed together, uh, we are automatically, our mind is automatically going to go into the perspective of right doing instead of right being when looking at this parable. But what, what occurred here when Jesus said, go and do the same, this was the equivalent of what he said to uh, the multitude when he gave the Sermon on the Mount, when he said, you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. You want righteousness? You want to get to heaven? Here's the requirement. Perfection, just like God. And when the rich young ruler came along and said, well, I've kept all the commandments. What else should I do? Uh, well, uh, what, else, what, what else do I, what do I lack? And then Jesus told them what he lacked. Go and sell everything you've got. Give it to the poor. Uh, you know, if you really want to follow the law and be perfect and, and get to heaven through that method, then here's what you got to do. He's, now, when he says, go and do the same or go and do likewise, he's not saying go and show mercy to others. That's a good thing, and we'll talk about that. But what he's saying here to this guy is, now you go and do the same. He's still answering the original question. He mm -hmm. just used the parable to make his point, and that is, Go and do what you said. Go and do the law. Go and do it perfectly. And then you'll have life. But nobody can, th th that sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, it does, especially <laughs> if you're in a, a legalistic mindset. But there's one minor flaw with that. Nobody could do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, one minor flaw. Uh, go and do the same. Go and do likewise. Nobody could when it came to doing these things to to earn eternal life. Yeah, that's what Jesus did really quite masterfully in this, as he did so many times when he was uh, confronted by people or when he was talking with people. They asked a certain question. He answers the question, but it's really not uh, his answer really... In a sense, it stops their mouths. It, it shuts their mouths from what they thought he might be uh, going to be telling them. In fact, as we've brought out in this parable, in this whole thing, the lawyer came up to Jesus to try to test him. And uh, so Jesus knew that. Jesus realized that this guy was trying to test him. And uh, so he did what Romans 3.19 says that, that the law does. Romans 3.19, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. And so if a person is trying to justify themselves in front of God, in front of Jesus Christ, he's going to say, okay, let's, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. What's written in the law? You tell me what's in the law. Okay, yep, yep, you're right. Love the Lord your God. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself. You do that and you'll live. That's right. Well, hey, um, well, who is my neighbor then? Uh, who is my neighbor? Well, here uh, Jesus tells the guy exactly who his neighbor is. Uh, basically, it's his, uh, it's his enemy. And um, if, if he really wants to have eternal life through what he does, then he's going to have to do, like you were saying, Cap, he's going to have to do this perfectly. He can't just pass by uh, this, this stranger on the road, but he's got to go in, take care of him, pay the ultimate price in order to take care of him. Like you said, Jesus says in the end, go and do likewise. The point Jesus is making here to this man is, all right, you think, <laughs> you think 
<laughs> that you've got this thing down. But here, the standard is a whole lot bigger than what you think. And also in this, not only did Jesus tell him uh, that the standard was so much higher than what the man could actually do, but the man was showing him that he himself, Jesus Christ himself, is the only one who would ever do that. Jesus Christ is the only one who would, who would ever be able to pay the price for us. Jesus Christ himself was the good Samaritan in this parable. It's not some parable that we're supposed to try to follow and and uh, oh wow you know people are in need people are destitute and so let's go help them and then we'll um we'll earn our way to eternal life or anything like that like you were saying cap there's nothing wrong with those things it's good there are many scriptures that talk about it and plus it's in our hearts to help people so it's good to help people but that's not what this parable is about it's really jesus christ showing how uh, he himself paid the ultimate price for us uh, when we were destitute and couldn't do it ourselves yeah, and I think the you know Jesus wasn't worried about being defiled or having to go through a purification process as the good Samaritan crossing the road to help the one who is dying. I mean, he sacrificed himself. He he gave all. He didn't just go through a purification process under the law, so to speak. But his point to the lawyer is: Look, are, are you going to follow your interpretation of the law, or are you going to do what the entire law is really wrapped up with in treating your neighbor as yourself? Either way, with the answer that Jesus gave him, go and do the same, it left the lawyer hopeless and it left him speechless. It shut his mouth, which is what the law was designed to do. There's no boasting these days under the new covenant when it comes to trying to justify yourself by keeping the works of the law. So again, pointing out that the Samaritans were a, a mixed race and they, um, they were despised, not as much as the Gentiles, by the way, but they were quite despised by the Jews. In fact, at one time, in a very heated discussion, I think it was in John 8, if I remember right, the Pharisees got into a very heated argument with Jesus and uh, they must have been wringing their hands and getting red in the face and they, they called him a Samaritan and, and that he had a demon. And so that gives you an idea, just a, a slight perspective of, of what the Jews thought of Samaritans. Didn't we say that you were a Samaritan and you had a demon? I don't know that they were really saying that he was an actual Samaritan, a mixed race Samaritan, but they were, you know, they were insulting him. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think it's interesting that Jesus used that race of a person in the story to try to maybe have some shock value or at least to get the attention of, of the person who inspired the parable and that being the, the person from the law the lawyer or whatever uh, your interpret or whatever your uh, translation of the bible says but but it's good to show mercy i want to i want to get this in real quick um, before i run out of time it is good to show mercy but there, there's just as you, as we've been talking for the last three programs there's more to this story than that and we can find other scriptures that talk about mercy and, and showing others mercy in, in both uh, the things Jesus said under the law and uh, some things that Paul said uh, under the new covenant. So we're, we're, not, we're not down on, <laughs> you, know, you know we're not down on showing people mercy, right? But we don't do it to gain eternal life, and that's the point here. Uh, we, we don't show others mercy in the effort to gain eternal life. It's good to show mercy. And you know, you know what, I'll bet, I'll bet this guy who is left for dead, which he represented us, he was left for dead on the side of the road. I'll bet after he was saved and set free and healed and saved and all of that, uh, I'll bet that he had, from that point forward, he had the genuine desire to show mercies, uh, mercy to others from the inside out. Not because the law told him to do it, but because he had received mercy, now he could freely give it. 
And so I would just encourage you not to take the role of Jesus as the Good Samaritan, but as one who has received mercy from him, be free to show it to others. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I like how, how Paul worded it in Philippians 2. Have this attitude in yourselves. He's not saying you've got to do this in order to um, get something from God, but have this attitude uh, in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And as Cap was just saying there, it's not that we're going to ever take his place, but Jesus showed us Again, in this um, story, in this parable of the Good Samaritan, he showed us that he was the Good Samaritan by emptying himself, coming as, as a man, and doing all the things that he did on our behalf, paying the ultimate price. And so we can look to that, and we can say, I'd like to have that same attitude in myself, where I can humble myself, and I can serve others, and love others, and show others mercy. Again, not so that I can earn anything from God, but because Jesus Christ himself showed me through what he did that that's what it is to love God and to love other people. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.